0: Hey, welcome to another episode, or I should say mini-episode, of Ice Ice Beta, and I'm your host, Aaron Gary. This week, we're doing something a little bit different, what we're dubbing the Meet the Maker series. Each day, we'll be releasing a mini-episode with an entrepreneur who is making specialty gear for ice climbers. If you've ever wanted to hear the story behind some of your favorite, and soon-to-be favorite products, that's what we get into. We're doing this because we believe that thoughtfully designed gear is more than the sum of its parts. They are crafted by folks who have decades of experience in the sport, are refined through countless iterations and testing, and brought to life with genuine passion. I personally really enjoy hearing what inspired someone to start something and what led to certain design decisions. And hopefully you find that interesting too. On today's mini-episode, we talk with Benjamin Liebham of Alto Gear. Stick around to the end to learn about the Ice Screw Wrap giveaway and discount code. Ben, thanks so much for being on today.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me on. This is, this is awesome. To kick it off,
0: what is the elevator pitch for Alto Gear?
1: So with Alto Gear, I aim to create outdoor and climbing products that are first sustainable as possible. But I also want to create products that are functional and pretty unique. I mean, if you see my product lineup right now, I'm focused on ice climbing stuff. And everything is kind of made from bold, colorful combinations of repurposed and recycled materials. So I kind of want to do something that's just not out there in the market right now, and especially not in this ice climbing space.
0: Just for nuts and bolts, what products do you have right now?
1: So right now I'm focusing on... Ways to protect ice screws and crampons. So I've got a few different variations of an ice screw wrap, or ways to protect ice screws, and then uh, two different versions of a crampon pouch to protect crampons and stuff. Um, I mean, we've seen before, you know, you have an, you have ice screws thrown in your backpack or crampons thrown in your backpack, and they shred your down jacket or th- shred your, uh, shred your shell jacket. So I thought that that part of the ice climbing market was a little underserved, and there are a couple, couple products out there for that. Um, but I thought we could do it better and do it a little more sustainable. So I wanted to focus on, on that to start trying to solve a really niche problem, um, for the ice climbing community.
0: I'm not here to bash other products, but I might talk a little bit <laughs> and expand a bit about some of the competitors. I have the, um, I have the Petzl ultralight crampon pouch and it works okay. Um, it's quite thin though, and I've had it for a season and it hasn't started shredding yet, but I don't know how long it will last, for example. And I, I've seen like the Petzl, like ice screw holders, um, the Octo, which was that a, that was a, why am I blanking on his name? Bozeman, uh, former North, North Face uh, team lead. What was what's his name?
1: Conrad? Conrad Anchor?
0: Yeah, did he invent, he uh, designed that, right?
1: Uh, I think he did. He has his own ice screw product out there too that he kind of sells and, and gives money um, away for that. He was selling us at URA oh, last I get, year, I think. Um, but yeah, I think he probably had a hand in that too.
0: <laughs> How is what you're making maybe different than those, maybe not those specific products, but what's on the market now?
1: Really, I think it comes on to the sustainability approach that I have. So I'm an industrial designer. And a lot of the work I do is with other companies designing products. And you know, as a designer, I see what's in these outdoor spaces in terms of products and kind of what companies are doing, what they're using, what directions that they're going. And I just thought things could be done a little bit better. And I wanted to do things better from a sustainability perspective. That's something as a designer I try to focus on and push companies that I work with towards is sustainability. And I wanted to do it as well as I could myself um, in, in this ice climbing space. So what's unique about my stuff right now is a lot of it's all done with repurposed materials, so I get a lot of billboard vinyl in and repurpose that into the ice screw wraps and some crampon pouches. And then for a little more technical, lightweight stuff, I use fully recycled, American-made fabric. And all my products then are all made either here in-house myself, or I outsource some of it to a small place in Colorado that does some of my production for me too. But regardless, every single product you're gonna see is touched my hands, whether it's been the prototyping, the design, the cutting, Usually a lot of the sewing, all that kind of stuff, Um, kind of small scale, small footprint, leave no trace kind of thing as as much as I can.
0: What does sustainability mean for you? I mean, is there an an industry standard definition for sustainability? And I guess, like, what is your own definition, if not?
1: There's not really an industry standard definition. And I think that's a problem. I mean, Yvonne Gennard of Paljonia talks about it a lot, how sustainability isn't really possible in terms of of a whole full circle approach to sustainability and i I definitely understand what he's saying by that and to me i think sustainability kind of comes down to the the ethic that we've heard all as climbers of leave no trace and you know stuff that i design and and make and put my stamp on i wanted to leave as little or no of a trace as humanly possible like again so sourcing fabrics here domestically Keeping all the production right here so things don't have to be shipped overseas or back or when I am, you know, outsourcing production, it's to a place that I know does things the right way and are paying their workers the right way. Um, I basically end up trying to use no virgin raw material and it's all ends up being recycled or repurposed stuff Um, and stuff I can, again, can find locally.
0: I should have also said earlier that I have your wrap.
1: Oh, yeah. From
0: from you, Ray. Uh, no, not from URA. I bought it when I was in Colorado last winter. And I was messaging you like, oh, you're made, in, you're made in Colorado. Can I just like come pick it up? And then you're like, well, I'm actually in Wisconsin.
1: Yep. <laughs> I am in Wisconsin.
0: And, uh, and then I got confused. Um, <laughs> the, anyways, the point of bringing up the wrap was that it's made out of uh, former billboard material, correct?
1: Yeah. Yep. I um. So the initial ice screw app idea came when I was working with Tim Banfield, who um, is a big famous ice climbing photographer and climber himself out of Canada. And we were kind of talking about some different product ideas. I wanted to design a backpack. He thought there was some better stuff in this ice climbing space. So we, we dove into that and, and ice screw stuff. And um, our initial prototypes weren't made from billboard vinyl. They were just from fabrics that I could, could find locally in Colorado. At the time, I was living in Boulder. So I'd bring my prototypes into Neptune Mountaineering who had kind of gotten to befriend of Malcolm Daly, the famous climber, um, when he was working at Neptune still. So I'd bring in prototypes and show him what, what I was working on. and He goes, you know, there's a company in Boulder green bicycle company that makes stuff from repurposed vinyl signs and bike tubes and stuff. And I'm like, well, that's a good idea. So I looked into it a little more closely and turns out billboard vinyl is actually a pretty good material to use for a lot of soft goods. It's, UV resistant it's really durable because it has to be outside on roadside billboards for months if not years and it's fully weather resistant because it's a pretty kind of plasticky fabric material. So I was able to team up with a billboard installer outside of Denver and get my hands on a bunch of billboards to start turning into my initial batch of products that were actually all cuts and sewn in my tiny little boulder apartment um, for the first two years, which I uh, outgrew that after after two years, but again, I still do a lot of the production myself. So but now that we're in Wisconsin, now that I'm in Wisconsin, I've got a billboard supplier here locally that I get the billboards from. Um, so they literally come off the highway, maybe 20 minutes from my house here, and get turned into new stuff. If
0: you weren't using the vinyl for your products, what would happen to the billboard vinyl?
1: It all pretty much gets landfilled, sadly. I mean, I know both suppliers that I would worked with, they've tried to sell it in the past to like farmers to use to cover bales of hay or to line ponds with, but they both had told me that it didn't really go over very well. It, you know, So it ends up sitting in a warehouse for a while and then ends up being landfilled. So you know, every billboard that I'm getting is, and they're heavy, they're big billboards. Every one that I get is saving 50, 60 pounds worth of material from a landfill.
0: This is just for my personal curiosity. How many wraps can you make from one billboard?
1: Uh, from one billboard, I'm pretty sure is about forty ice cream wraps. Um, Might have been sixty. I'm trying to don't remember the exact number off the top of my head, but I'm, it's somewhere in that fifty-ish range. Okay.
0: And just for uh, my personal recommendation, the thing the the thing feels bomber. It feels like it, like there's no way that I'm ever going to wear through it. Um, it seems like a product that I was excited to buy because it's probably going to last my lifetime as a ice climber,
1: and that was the goal. So, I mean, when I was when I was living in Boulder, I'd gone into uh, outdoor gear repair store, Boulder Mountain Repair. They're a really good one. They partner with Patagonia, do do repair stuff, and they were telling me that like seventy five percent of gear that comes in to be repaired is for zipper repair. So right away, like, well that seems to be a pretty glaring issue with products so right away from the get-go i knew i didn't want anything that i was designing initially here to have to have zippers on them because it's such a common breaking point for products which a shorter product life just means a more unsustainable product so if i can eliminate some of those little issues that means the product should last a lot longer which makes it a little bit more sustainable
0: and the crampon pouch was that new last
1: year. Uh, I've had those out for two seasons now. I had uh, the billboard vinyl one um, from the start, but then I got my hands on this recycled sailcloth from a company out of um, Massachusetts that's fully recycled, a little more technical material if you kind of see like on backpacks. It's really, really puncture resistant and really light. So that makes a really great crampon pouch material.
0: I'll get on my soapbox a bit, but I'll try to keep it short. I get really frustrated with... um throwing away gear consistently so every time i buy something new i always try to i try to get rid of something and and it's uh, i try to buy i try to buy used when i can or i try to sell to like someone else in the community so i'm I'm oftentimes on like mountain project um but like yeah i very much believe in like buying something that i know will last for at least eight years which seems about to be about the pace that i can like use a jacket without it kind of falling apart
1: That's pretty good. That's a lot better than a lot of people, I think.
0: (laughs) Maybe I'm just not going out hard enough.
1: (laughs) still. (laughs) Still pretty good.
0: So you were in Boulder, but now you're in, and let's see if I can get this correct, but I want to say it in the most Wisconsin way possible. Sheboygan.
1: (laughs) That is it. Sheboygan, Wisconsin. Yep.
0: (laughs) What brought you to Sheboygan?
1: I'm actually from Sheboygan, and my wife is too. Um, so we decided to move back here when she finished, um, her doctoral schooling in Boulder because she got a job at a hospital here, um, in Sheboygan and didn't want to turn it down. So we are back here on the shores of Lake Michigan in Wisconsin.
0: I wanted to ask, how is the ice there?
1: There isn't any ice here. And that is the hardest part for me as a mountain person being here in the Midwest is I'm kind of in a bit of a. A desert of verticality here. Even the closest climbing gym is still an hour from where I am, too. So, even just getting to do that is has been a challenge. So, I I have to be very deliberate about getting out and doing stuff like that. I mean, I went out to the Michigan Ice Fest last year, or just in February, and that was a cool event and cool scene up there. And it seems like that's a great community. So, um, it's, 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 it's here. It's just not very, very close to me. So I've got to kind of drive a little bit. Yeah. There's great climbing at Devil's Lake here in, in Wisconsin, too. But it's still a two to three hour drive for me. So a little bit of a desert and climbing here. <laughs> so a lot of people, when I talk about it here locally, have no clue what I'm doing. Like, what is <laughs> what is ice climbing? Like, why are you making these things? People do what? And I'm trying to explain this to a very kind of blue collar Midwestern town about <laughs> what in the world I'm trying to do here.
0: Yeah, but you've won like two business uh, pitch or accelerator programs there.
1: Yep. And a good chunk of like a business pitch for people here in Wisconsin is trying to explain what ice climbing is (laughs) for sure.
0: Um, Did your wife give you like the ultimatum? She's like, you can have your either production lab or you can have an indoor gym. And then obviously you, you chose production lab.
1: Not quite, but I'm going to try to talk my way into building a small wall on the outside of the house here. <laughs> but no, I do have all my sewing machines set up in a good production room downstairs right now and um, keep growing that
0: collection. <laughs> I watched one of your uh, 24-hour design challenges and you created a fully waterproof bag. It looked really nice, actually. Um, 25 liters, <laughs> uh, fully uh, seam t- fully taped seams, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I'm kind of just explaining what you produce, but it was really fun to watch. And it seems like you really enjoy the design and prototyping, um, uh, process, but I guess like the real question is, can you talk about like the process of producing that bag? And then what does an exercise like that teach you?
1: Yeah, sure. So, I mean, ultimately doing something like that is a way to make myself better. And that's kind of what we're all trying to do as climbers or whatever our professions are. You just, you want to get better at, at your craft and what you do. And in climbing, it helps that you have a partner, or you have a community, you're at a gym, you're at the Craig, whatever it is. You've got people pushing you to climb a little harder, work a little harder at that, work through the move a little differently. Um, and that's kind of how you get better. And for as a designer, I want to keep getting better too. But I work as a freelance designer and with gear by myself, so it's hard for me to to kind of push myself to be a better designer if I'm not intentional about it. So doing small challenges and things like that are my way to help push myself to get better. So if I'm designing a backpack for someone or company or whatever it would be, that'll take months. That'll take three, four months of development and then several months of sampling and production. It'll Take a year, year and a half to get a full product out that's you know ready to go into production. And I just wanted to see how quickly I could kind of hack that process and, and lean into my experience and my skills to see what I could do. And um, I was going on a trip to Alaska with my wife's family, so I thought that was a good excuse to try to build something from scratch. And uh, was pretty happy with the end result like you, like you saw on Instagram.
0: Are you going to be releasing any new products this year?
1: I hope so. I'm hoping to sneak a few things in this ice climbing season. Um, I'm testing several new things right now. Um, got some things up in Canada. I'm gonna send something to you um, where I'm testing so- a couple new ice climbing specific things um, and a couple different apparel items. The last several years I want to get into the fashion industry or apparel industry a little bit and I think that's a industry that has a lot of capacity for change and doing things differently so I'm kind of testing out a very small batch. Made locally right here in Sheboygan, kind of cut and sew uh, outdoor apparel, fleeces kind of things. So working on that pretty actively right now, too. But yeah, so hopefully you get a couple new things by the end of this ice season. But if not, it'll be in the summer.
0: What do you think the future holds for you?
1: I think the future for myself is leaning into what I do well. And that's being a designer in the outdoor space and, and focusing on sustainability and kind of disrupting the status quo a little bit. Like, I think I think there's a lot of things that can be changed in the outdoor product industry um, from materials to product lifespans to how the products are made and where they're made. And I, I kind of want to push that. And that's Alto Gear is my first little foray into kind of doing things a little differently than what other people and other companies are doing. And I'm hoping that that's scalable and expandable. Um, and I started my first foray into doing things on my own in college. I started sewing custom backpacks for people out of my college apartment in Minneapolis. And, um, you know, I'm just kind of keep pushing that envelope a little bit further and a little bit further and see kind of what sticks. Are
0: there other areas that you're seeing maybe where it's like, yeah, this doesn't make sense why we're still using this sort of like older design or process or material in ice climbing.
1: I, <sighs> that's a good question gloves is a good one for sure um i think even backpacks in general i do a lot of backpack design i think it's funny like the the design and material has changed so much over the years but if you look at a, a old dana designs bag or an old um any old climbing bag from like the 70s 80s whatever it was that was first getting developed it's still kind of the same thing. Like you're carrying it the same way it's formed the same way. It's, you know, there's the innovation in that realm has been pretty incremental. I think it's hard to, to break that because we were so used to backpacks, you know, kind of the way that they are. But I think that there's some space in there to do some stuff differently, um, to apparel will continue to change as like insulation gets better. Like, you know, that's, where, that's what the gloves are you talking about. It's a fine line of dexterity versus insulation and waterproofing. And how do you balance those things? And the needs for dry tooling are a lot different than they are for like Alpine ice climbing. It's hard to find a worn glove fits all kind of scenario. Or it's the same way to find a hard one pack or one jacket fits all scenario. But I think as, as things continue to get kind of lighter and, and more evolved in materials and insulation, um, things will Maybe start going that direction in the near future, if not a little bit further out, I think.
0: So, this is probably the last question. What sort of impact are you hoping to have with Alto Gear?
1: So, I mean, Alto Gear might be a really small brand. And, you know, what I'm trying to do in terms of kind of pushing the envelope and sustainability may not make a large scale impact. But there's a lot of other small brands out here that maybe you'll highlight and other people that are trying to, you know, do things a little differently than the status quo. And I think as a collective, that kind of cottage industry gear, garage gear movement does make a difference. Like if it's, if it's, you know, one person or one brand that makes a splash and causes some of the bigger companies to change the way they're doing things, it makes a difference. And consumer habits drive those differences too. And, um, you know, maybe I'm just a a small little, little drop in this community of stuff, but, trying to make a little difference that I can with with the skills that I have. And it's hard to kind of scale it up, but um, it's just kind of what I love.
0: Thanks a lot for chatting, Ben.
1: Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Thanks for having me on. really appreciate it.
0: If you'd like to snag your own ice screw wrap or crampon pouch, Ben is offering 15% off at their store, altogear.com. That is A-L-T-O- gear, all one word, dot com. And the code is ICEICEBETA. If you order two or more items, you'll also get free shipping. Lastly, we'll be doing a giveaway, so stay tuned for that announcement.